and welcome to Gateway Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us. If you find our podcast is helping you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. Enjoy the message. So husbands and children, if you forgot to get something for Mother's Day, (laughs) there's still time. Uh, I'll try to make this quick up here so that you can go out and get that done. But (laughs) hopefully you didn't forget. Um, So in honor of Mother's Day, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. So my wife will know this as not a secret, but I am what they would consider or what's called a mama's boy. You guys know what that is? So ever since I was little, I've been really close with my mom. Even to this day, we'll, we'll talk on the phone just about every day. And uh, uh, she's the one who would get me out of trouble with my dad when I was in trouble, right? She would make sure that I was consoled. She, was make, she would make sure that when I was sad, that I was happy. So I always had a good relationship with my mom. Not that I didn't have a good relationship with my dad, but it was just always different with mom, right? So for me, that's something that, if you don't know me well, that's a little secret (laughs) uh, for you. But um, like I said on this day, we we still talk all the time. And now I have my wife, who's a wonderful mother. I'm blessed to have her in my life. And her mom, who is obviously a wonderful mother for making my wife, and also her mom's mom, who, you know, it's trickling down. So this is all for the brownie points section of the message today. <laughs> so I'm blessed to have these women in my, in my life. Let's go ahead and jump into tonight's message. And the title of tonight's message is called The Power of a Mother's Prayer. And today's main scripture is coming from uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1. And as always, you can follow along on the screen behind me um, or on your phones. But let me say this. If you don't have a Bible, we actually just got some Bibles donated to us from another church. And if you would like a Bible, make sure you stop by the Welcome Center. I don't know if we have them this week, but make sure you let someone know at the Welcome Center that you'd like a Bible. I want to make sure that everybody has access to a Bible or has that resource so that they can either follow along or just spend time in the Word on their own. But uh, today we're going to be reading a a bit of a lengthier passage, so I encourage you to follow along on your phones or in your Bibles as we'll be going through it and breaking it down, and mostly because I don't want you to tune me out or get lost. (laughs) So in 1 Samuel chapter 1, I want you to meet a woman who understood the joys of motherhood. In fact, she's going to remind us of the old adage that the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. And her name was Hannah. And her story is found in the beginning of this passage. So the first chapter starts, it begins by telling us that Hannah was one of two wives of Elkanah. And we read in the beginning of the last part of verse 2 that Penina, who was the other wife, had children, but Hannah had no children. So we'll jump into verse 3. It says, This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, 
he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli washed her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. So before we break that down, I'm going to go ahead and pray. So God, we just want to come before you this evening. We ask that you speak to us, Lord, in the way that you would. Ask that you may use me, God, as your vessel. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So now, from the life of Hannah, from that passage, I want, you to sh- I want to show you the influence of a godly mother. And it's my hope today that on this Mother's Day, May 9th, 2021, that every mother here will determine to be a godly influence on their children, and let me add, on their grandchildren. There are more and more grandparents now raising grandchildren, and how you need to use your influence to help raise champions for God. And what's true for Mother's Day is also certainly true for fathers. The first thing that we learn from this passage is that Hannah was barren. We read in verse 2 that, but Hannah had no children. And to make it worse, Penina, the other wife, she had children and she had lots of them. And I'm just picturing Hannah staring out the window, watching Penina's children playing outside and laughing and singing and reminding her of her barrenness. And remember, in those days, 
It was a disgrace for a wife not to have children. She was looked upon as being incomplete and not fulfilling her God-given role. Now, it's not that Hannah didn't want kids. Like every little girl growing up in that day, she dreamed of the day of getting married and having children, but Hannah was barren. She couldn't have children. Now, we talk about how cruel kids can be, but adults can just be as cruel, right? Listen to what Hannah faced as, she, as a result of, of being barren. In verse 6, it says, And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. She kept the pressure on, and she didn't want her to forget how inadequate she was as a wife. In verse 7 it says, So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. You see, Hannah actually looked forward to going to the house of the Lord every year. And we read of provoking, weeping, and fasting. Second thing that we learn from this passage is Hannah was burdened. And what a heavy burden that she had. Her burden brought deep sorrow into her life. And we read in verse 10 that, that uh, she was bitterness of soul and wept in anguish. And verse 11, while praying, referred to her affliction. And verse 15 saying, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. This is the description of a person who is greatly burdened. Bitterness of soul speaks of being weighted down. Anguish, affliction, sorrowful spirit, that speaks of grieving. So let me ask you this. Are you carrying a burden today? Or should I ask, what burden are you carrying today? You see, life has a way of weighing us down with burdens, doesn't it? For you, like Hannah, yours may be a family burden. You may be barren like Hannah and wanting children, or you may have a rebellious child or grandchild, and that could be your burden. Or perhaps yours is a financial burden. When you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're wondering how you're going to pay the mortgage or the rent, or perhaps... You've lost your job. And you're burdened down with unemployment. Perhaps yours is a health burden. And if it's not your health, it's the health of a family member, a spouse, or an aging parent. So what do we do with our burdens? Do we suck it up? We just hang in there and get through it. Let me say to every burdened down person on this Mother's Day Sunday that we need to do with our burdens what Hannah did with hers. And we need to take them to the Lord in prayer. Notice with me, beginning of verse 10, it says, Hannah's prayer to the Lord and it didn't say, and she was in bitterness of soul and blamed God, right? And she didn't say, and it didn't say, and she was bitterness of soul and cursed God. 
Instead, it says, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord. She took her burden to the Lord and talked to God about it. You can put it down. Our God is the burden lifter. This whole world may load us with burdens, but our God can lift us up from our burdens. Psalms 55 verse 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. And Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty-eight says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And he goes on to say in verse 30, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And Hannah had a burden that was out of her control, and here's what she did. She prayed to the Lord. Verse 12, 1 Samuel tells us, she continued praying before the Lord, and she never wavered in her prayer life. Her burden brought her into the throne room of God. And she prayed without ceasing. Here's a quote I found for when you're, when you're burdened. I thought it was kind of cool. It says, If you cannot sleep, don't count sheep. Talk to the shepherd. Like Hannah, be fervent in your praying. Be faithful in your praying. And be focused in your praying. Hannah prayed pretty specifically. In verse 11, she said, Give your maidservant a male child. Not give me a child, not give me a healthy child, not give me a child with all its parts, but give your maidservant a male child. Are you praying specifically these days about your burden? In Matthew 7, 7, it says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. John 16, 24, Ask, and you shall receive. James 4, verse 2, You do not because you have not. Pray specifically and pray often. We then read in verse 15 that she poured out her soul before the Lord. She poured out her soul before the Lord. Now, when was the last time you poured out your soul before the Lord? Out of her burden, Hannah poured out her soul to the Lord, but she didn't stop there. We not only read of Hannah's prayer to the Lord next, we read of Hannah's promise to the Lord. In verse 11, she said, Then, then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. Now what does that mean? No razor shall come upon his head. So he was referring, he was going to be a, a Nazarite. In Numbers 6, verse 5, it tells us about the Nazarites, and all the days of the vow of his separation, 
No razor shall come upon his head until the days are fulfilled for which he separated himself to the Lord. He shall be holy. Then he shall let the locks of the hair of, the, of his head grow. The long hair was the sign of the Nazarites who belonged to God, who were separated for God. So what Hannah was promising God is that if God gave her a son, that she would give him right back to God for his glory. Now, of course, no mother can call her son into ministry, right? That's, that's God's job. That's God's business. But I can tell you this, though. Though no mother can call her son into ministry, God can use the prayers of a mother to help her call her son into ministry. Hannah was promising, Lord, if you give me a son, I'll do my part to help influence him to grow up to be a man of God. Now, I'm afraid that today, too many parents are using their influence to try to raise the next sports superhero or the next beauty queen than the next spiritual champion for God. Hannah offered up a prayer to God, but she also offered up a promise to God. Then she made a vow. Do you know what a vow is? A vow is a solemn promise. Now, we need to be careful in making a vow to God. We read in Ecclesiastes 5.2, Do not be rash with your mouth and let your heart utter anything hastily before God. For God is in heaven and you on earth. Therefore, let your words be for you. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. So God takes vows very seriously. So, so far we've learned that Hannah was barren, that Hannah was burdened, but ultimately, Hannah was blessed. If you continue reading in 1 Samuel uh, 19 to 20, we read about that blessing. It says, Then they arose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I asked for him from the Lord. So his very name was answered prayer. Every time she called for him for supper, she said, God answers prayer. Every time he heard his name, he was reminded that God answers prayer. So did she keep her vow to God? Did she keep her promise? Beginning of verse 24, it says, And brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh, and the child was young, 
Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli, and, and she said, O oh my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here, praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore I also have given to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. And if you continue reading unto chapter 2, it says, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies. I think she was talking about Penina there. Because I rejoice in your salvation. So how did this son born to Hannah turn out? As you read further into that story, I encourage you to continue in 1 Samuel when you have time. Chapter 3, verses 19 to 21 says, So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now, if we had more godly parents, like Elkanah and Hannah, we would probably have more godly men like Samuel. Do you know what our nation needs today? Do you know what our homes need today? Do you know what our churches need today? We need mothers like Hannah who influenced her child to love God. And by influencing her child to love God, she helped influence a nation to love God. You see, God blessed her with a son, and then God blessed the nation through that son. And it all began with a godly mother pouring out her burdened heart to God. So mothers, do yourself a favor. Do your family a favor. Do your church a favor. And do our nation a favor. And get busy influencing your children to love God and serve God. And watch how God will bless. I'm going to go ahead and invite Katie up to lead us in a time of prayer. So the part of the message I want to focus on is... The second point, Hannah was burdened. So the title of the message, The Power of a Mother's Prayer. I think we as women, as mothers, it is so easy for us to take on the burdens of others, to take on the struggles of others, whether that's your kids, your spouse, your family, And that can weigh on you, and it can be heavy on you, but I think that God does that because there is power in a woman's prayer, and there is power in a mother's prayer. 
And I think that God knows that. And he gives us that for a reason. He knows that we are going to take on the burdens of others. And he knows that when we take on those burdens, we're going to lift them up to him and take them to him in prayer. So for our ministry time, I'm going to again just invite all of the women in the room to stand up. Um, and we'll just pray a blessing over all of you. So if you want to stand up now. Um, and just recognize that it is okay to take on other people's burdens, our kids' burdens, our spouses' burdens, our family's burdens, our friends' burdens. And I think God created us to do that because he knows that we have the power to bring those things to him in prayer. So I just want to pray a blessing over all of us, strength for us as we take on the burdens of others, as we lift them up to God, that he will grow our capacity to take on those things, that he will grow our capacity to lift those things up to him. Just like Hannah, when there are burdens around us, whether it's ours or other people's, that we will just seek God in that and take on that role to have that power in our prayers. So God, we thank you for the uniqueness of women to just bow down to you in prayer and know that when we pray that you will hear our prayers. We thank you for making our prayers powerful. God, I pray that as we take on the burdens of others, that as we have burdens of our own, I pray that our first response will be to just lay those things at your feet, to stand in the gap for the people around us, and just to pray big prayers for your glory, to pray powerful prayers for your glory. We thank you for what a privilege it is to be a woman. We thank you for what a privilege it is to be a mother and to have that kind of influence, to raise up people for you, to raise up little children for you and for your glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So you can all stay standing and the men can join us and we're going to jump back into another song. Thank you once again for joining us on our podcast. If you find this message helped you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. We'll see you next time.